midnight where you are right now. Yeah, it's just gone midnight. I'm trying to. I've got a bit of a bird's nest of these, but it's true. If it's true, if you just shake them, it works. There's no real technique, is there? You just. I think the more you hope, I, I need you to look, 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 look. I just needed them to come undone, and they have. Right, one second. Let me plug them in, and then you won't have to have echoes and all that. Chris, are you um, still drunk? One second. Please don't say anything for about a half a second because <laughs> I have to turn my master volume down. Oh, God. Down. Blow my eardrums off. Uh, one second. Oh, gosh. Right. We finally made it. Um, uh, there's that. Right. Um, um, we are. I'm a guest, and so back to your show. <laughs> Okay, welcome everyone to Sex Wars. We can start the show now officially. We have Chris Dangerfield, comedian, uh, YouTuber, author. How's the book going, by the way? Did you, are you finished that yet, or because you've been working? You know on what? Uh, you know what? Is that there's there's such a good thing because I've got three hundred and thirty two hours of storytelling that I've already done that that I've told those stories and uh that this 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 all oh, this s uh <laughs> what's the word novel <laughs> this manuscripts I'm working on You're just taken five yeah has taken five years but I didn't once I got disciplined you know it I only got disciplined with it like November just gone. So it's not really a five-year project once I got disciplined. So if, if I'd have been as disciplined as I have been for the last few months, it would have been a two-year project. So that's realistic. And then I've been working. There's a very well-known English author called Will Self who, um, who does very well, you know, he actually makes a living out of um, novels and, and and they're very good. And he put me on to an editor because I, I said to him, I said, Will, do I need a line editor, a copy editor, a proofreader? You know, he said, no. He said, what you need is an editor, does everything, build a relationship with them, get them to understand what you want what what your style is, what your message is, blah, blah, blah. Find someone who's right for you and they can do all that work for you. So he said, you can have my editor, which is an absolute coup, you know, because that will already sell me loads because we're, 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 I, I know you're septic tanks from across the water and that, but have a look online when we've finished and you can, you'll see Will Self and you'll see that he's... Um, He's an established uh, author and very successful. Um, so he put me onto his author, and he's just given me back the first edit. So it's the manuscript, which is far too long. It's like in novel format, it's going to be about six hundred pages. So it needs a lot of work. Wow. That's and then lot. in the margin, oh, is, he's got this all, is your... all the recommendations. Yeah, his uh, gone from the wind or. Gone with the wind? Is that it? Gone with the wind was like that long. Well, the the mad thing about it is, it's only six weeks in my life. It was a it's a true story of Thailand to get off of heroin with a broth in, in a brothel, 
And so it's, it's a peculiar little story. However, I got on so well with this editor, I suddenly thought, yeah, these other, these other 300 odd hours of stories, rather than write them out myself, just get him to transcribe them. He knows my style. And I'll be able to put out five or six books of short stories here because he can, he'll just transcribe them for me. So, right? Yeah. Can I have a request? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So he can watch them. Can you ensure that they will be audio booked with your voice? In your cadence, because I I would listen to all of them. I absolutely I would, for sure. Yeah, I think that would be really good because it. I mean, I know books are nice, but a lot of people uh, don't want to download Speechify, and they have shit to do. They have not that we commute anymore, but I think it would be very good if you had like your own audiobook version of them. But I don't want anyone else to read it because I've seen some of your videos, and I think you're hilarious, and I like your style. It's very, it's not Hunter S. Thompson, but it has that same raw mixed with just pure talent. Like you're, you're a very, you're very good at what you do and you're very creative and you've lived some fucked up days. <laughs> so, so it's a good mix. Very Hunter S. Thompson-esque. This, this stream is going excellent so far. Isn't it? I'm absolutely <laughs> loving it. I'm not usually um, nice to our, our there's guests something either. That you just said <laughs> so. then. Oh, well, okay. yeah, we, well, you see, I'm not used to that. So perhaps that's why I. Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, I'm no, not. But usually what, nice. you've just, what you've just said is something weird because. So I've already spoken them. I'm going to get someone to transcribe them. And now you're asking me to make them audio again. Well, why no. don't you just watch the video? <laughs> I can watch the videos. However, I know that they're, come here. Do you see what here, I mean? Listen. They're already, no, 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 no. Drunk guy, get books. over here. I feel like I'm at the bar. That had occurred Drunk to guy, me. listen, listen, because there's, there's some logic behind it. I know you're thinking that that doesn't seem, but come on, I have ADHD. So listen to this. So um, I watched okay. your videos. They're good. But I know that in that creative process, more will be brought out. And I know that after you kind of like clean it up a little bit and you add more, to it, yeah. I know that there's going to be a second version, kind of like anytime they yeah. there's like an unabridged. Hey, come on, remakes don't always have to be. Sorry, bad. no, no. To, to to be honest with you, I um, I only said something to you. One of my subscribers said to me, and I I didn't trust him either. I just thought I was being clever then because you you've hit the nail on the head. My 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 editor stream of consciousness then turned yeah cleaned up cleaning up your stream and then I I will add exactly and add stuff to it like there's a free part I done called the crack diaries and that's probably only about (laughs) thirty percent so once I get the sort of skeleton of that story. I will add loads more to it. But there's also another level of addition because once I've once he's given me the manuscript of, of, of the crack diaries, I'll add loads more to it. Then when I read it, I'll add loads more to it. I'll start improvising around things anyway. So I totally do understand what you're saying. So yeah. 
Uh, uh, yeah, of course. And, 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 and it's also more units so I can retire sooner. Yeah, so I was going to say the paperback, They can watch the YouTube. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think I'm, I think there's lag because I'm I'm waiting until you quit, and I think that there's I think there's a little bit of lag. Yeah, I'm getting being a in Cambodia too, but okay. I think we'll just have to to. Yeah, give me just a moment. I I need some. You guys keep talking. I can hear you, but I need to get something for this stream. All right, I wanted to ask you something, Chris, which is I, um somebody yes. I know who is close to me, they have somebody who is close to them who is going through an addiction, uh, like a meth and heroin addiction. And I was wondering if you would have any advice, not for, not for somebody who's trying to get clean, but for somebody who wants to try to get somebody else clean, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Um, no one's, they're only going to get clean when they want to. I thought you would say there, that. There's almost nothing, there's almost nothing you can do. The, the, the best thing you can do is ignore them and say, fuck off, you're a selfish, horrible person who cares only about yourself. Uh, it's a waste of time being friends with you. Um, don't call me until you've sorted your life out. That's probably the best thing you can do. Because if you don't do that, you're colluding with them. You're saying, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine to do this. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's good. I enjoy it. Well done. And, and, and you know, I, I don't believe in the disease model of addiction either. I think addiction is a choice. It's a, it's a, ter it's a terrible choice, but you, you are making it. And you're making it because you're selfish, you're greedy, you haven't got the strength to uh, confront your fears and your traumas, and you're taking the easy option out. You know, you're just you're, you're self-medicating. One one issue and, I've always and, had, and, and the whole the whole you know I've done over twenty. Tw Sorry, I was going to say, when you, when you on, paused, I was going to say one issue I've always had with a lot of 12 steps is the, the whole powerlessness that you're powerless to your disease because they, they want you to have a problem so that they can have the cure. Um, and then the other issue is that once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, or once a, once an addict, always an addict. I think I've known people who, when they were young, they were very deep into addiction. And as they got older, they came out of addiction and no longer had any cravings for it. I know alcoholics that went on to be able to have a healthy relationship with alcohol, but they were hospitalized when they were younger for their lack of, um, I guess, for their addiction. So I think that this idea that you're completely powerless, you're only powerless if you allow yourself to be, but, and everybody's different. I mean, some people just, they can't even be near someone with alcohol or else though, as, as I'm, opening a bottle so but anyway i just wanted to add that little tidbit but to what you were saying thing is the whole the the whole rehab look 12 step programs i actually rate them which is bizarre because the 10 percent of the 12 step program that does any good does really good and that's fraternity that's where you get to spend time with people who know what you're going through and you can you can talk to each other about things that 
Um, only they will know because you don't want to talk to your parents about those kinds of things. And it gives you a chance to get away from your usual social group, or what's left of them, who are usually all using. So that that kind of thing is quite good. And some of the steps are quite good as well. Um, you know, we, we, we continue to take a personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. I think that's a good way of living your life. You know, at the end of the day, how was I today? Did I, was I an arsehole again? How, how did I treat people? And when I lied, like all humans do lie, and when I did things just for, did I promptly admit that? So, that, so those sorts of things are good. But the whole thing is, is bizarre because it's like, um, I, you know, I can remember going to the doctors, with uh, the GP in England, and the, the doctors said, well, you're supposed to rehab. But it was like, well, what, what does a... Uh, you're, uh, you're cutting out on us, Chris. We, we lost you. <clears throat> yeah, we lost him. Oh, he can reconnect. I, I was I'm wondering if back. my, if okay, my okay. connection might be bad. I can move. I don't. Your connection's been fine. You're back. Just, yeah, you're okay. back, Chris. Sorry, go ahead. Just pick up where you were. <laughs> I'll have you know I can have no problems. I'm not having the fingers pointed at me that 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 easily. You anyway, usually don't so, when so, I watch so, you. So, you so, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's usually lovely. Now, now the thing is, so addiction is this thing where you can't stop uh, doing something, whether it's a substance, a behaviour, or whatever. And we're gonna we're gonna treat that. Well, how are you gonna treat it? Well, we're gonna stop you doing it. Well, if you can stop me doing it, it's not that addiction doesn't exist. Just do you see that contradiction? You know, you've got yeah. this. You've got it's this thing called addiction, and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna treat you. Well, 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 well it, it doesn't exist if you can treat it. And then you get to the funny bit and go, well, how are you actually gonna treat me? And they go, well, God, God's gonna help you. And you just go, right. <laughs> and how much do you want for this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a bullshit industry. Uh, addiction is a choice. Addicts are immature. They always are little girls, and uh, and they lie and they're greedy and they're horrible people. Yeah, harsh but true. Uh, so, all right. So, something else I wanted to talk to you about. I was listening to your stream yesterday that you were doing, and I was surprised by some of the things you were saying. Like, one of the things you said was that uh, you realized at some point that like the pornography you were subjected to at a younger age kind of fucked you up in terms of your views of sex, which is something that I've also, like I came to that realization over the last little while myself, but like you also, you know, you've talked about how you go to prostitutes. I, I don't know what the, what you call that, like a John or a trick or something. I don't know if that's like an offensive term, but like you, like you've seen like pretty, I guess, degenerate to, to put the word on it. Do you, are you, 
do you think that you're changing in terms of your view of sexuality or 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 is that or do you just or do you reconcile those things do you still have lots of casual sex while having a bad view of porn like what what's going no, on no i i i'm currently in a re- I'm in a relationship at the moment that's been going on for three years. Oh, okay. I didn't um, know that. Although, know that. yeah, no, she's a, <laughs> she was a prostitute when I met her. <laughs> so in many ways I see one every day, but uh, it's the same one. Um, uh, um, and she's not I'm prostituting not really sure. anymore, right? <laughs> no, well, I certainly hope not. <laughs> um it was weird because i think a lot of my use of prostitutes was i was trying to reclaim a little bit of intimacy because because it's actually quite a it's actually quite honest it's quite an honest situation here's some money and i i want i want to be uh pleasured um and, and and sometimes that sometimes me being pleasured will involve me pleasuring you you know i i'm i i quite like it if if, if you're going to enjoy it and i don't want you to fake it because that's not going to cut it and it's all it's all actually very honest whereas if you go to a bar or a club or something it, it's just you know we we've we've been so broken as a people and damaged through things like pornography and, 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 and a whole manner of sort of, you know, socially engineered attempts to, to break us up, to break us out of our families, to break us out of our extended families, to break us out of, you know, divide us down into that, the least divisible unit of the individual. That is, it, 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 it's, it's such a contrived situation, you know, Sitting there talking to a complete stranger. Oh, so what do you do? Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, what do you do? Oh, <laughs> that's a funny joke. What do you like reading? No, it's bollocks, man. It, it's just it's, it, it 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 had nothing to do with my sense of my sense of sexuality and my sense of desire. Whereas when I started seeing prostitutes, it was like, well, hang on a minute, I'm not having to fake this. I'm not having to put on a show here. I'm not having to act. You know, this is what I want. This is why I'm here. This is what is said in your your little <laughs> sexual social media page, your your biog, which is kind of what I like. So let's go for it. And I, and I think it was, I was trying to claim some of that back. I think that uh, your experience uh, is different than some people's. Um, I know that there have been a lot of people, men, who um, who see prostitutes and they get emotionally attached because they believe the fantasy. Um, maybe the women that you were seeing were very honest and upfront and you your social contract between the two of you was based on honesty. A lot of cases that we've heard Uh, the guy is led to believe one thing. The girl is led to believe another. It's not just a one and done. Um, And I mean, I, maybe it's different over there than it is here. And maybe, maybe it being illegal is part of that as well. Maybe if it was 
legalized, well, hang, there hang would on, be. Annika, are you talking okay. about prostitutes or are you talking yes, about like the... cowgirls? Because no, okay, well, okay, then you know what? I think I'm getting the two mixed up. There is because yes, cowgirls are far more about are the selling fantasy. like a more of a psychological a fantasy thing, right? Yes. So they're yeah, they're trying to convince the guy that they give a shit about him. Yes, and I'm putting them all in one big basket, and maybe I should. I should like separate those out that, yeah, the cam girl, the girlfriend type, like the internet girlfriend. Um, those are probably much different than just straight up. I don't know. Did you said you went to a brothel? I assume if it was a brothel, it was legal. Correct. Well, you said actually some, this is very interesting what you said here, because you said a lot of men, um, they've ended up in an emotional sort of relationship with, with these girls. I've done that countless times. I end up, I have ended up dating. I, I've lost count of the amount of working girls who I've ended up dating. You must be quite a charmer. And I, and I well, it has been so. No, I mean, if, if they were willing to like date one of their clients. Well, the, the aha, uh -huh, however, Everything I just said about trying to reclaim a bit of honesty, I think a lot of women in sex work, not all of them, a lot of them, well, well, just not all of them, I think it's fair enough to say, but I think a lot of them have got those kinds of motivations as well. It's not just financial. You know, if you need money, you can work in McDonald's. If you need to earn a lot of money, you can work in McDonald's for a long shift. But I think a lot of sex working women are also trying to get out of it what I got out of it. That manuscript that I was just talking about that's taken half a decade, <laughs> the peculiar choice of timing there, really trying to make it massive. That, that's one of the, the most profound romances of my life. I went out to Thailand and met a streetwalking prostitute you know, the streetwalker is uh, after hours, just walks around the streets trying to mop up the, the sort of half piss blokes who hasn't managed to pull a girl in a bar. And uh, first night I had a threesome with her. And just as I was about to finish, as it were, on the other girl, she, I, was, I was going, oh, oh, here I go, here I go. And she kicked me off of her, laid on her back, and she went, she went, and I fell in love with her at that gesture. She 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 kicked. She didn't want it. Didn't want me to finish in the other girl. Just she just laid back, opened her legs, and went. And I was like, I am now in love. And that eight-week holiday was mine and her romance. And I'm telling you, I'm nearly fifty, and she has been that that particular girl is one of the most profound life-changing romances of my life and that novel as much as it's about addiction and it's also about her because she when i rocked she knew that i'd had drug problems but when i first met her i was kind of clean but when i rocked up there about two years later looking like a skeleton with a sort of looking like a homeless person basically she nursed me back to life she 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 took me through a heroin withdrawal and then halfway through that she admitted to me that 
she'd previously had a Belgian boyfriend who was a heroin addict. And, and, and I wasn't that surprised because I know that certain types of people, they, 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 they look for certain types of people. They, they've got certain needs that they want to get. Uh, they've got certain needs that they, they look for in people, even in, in an unconscious way. I had a psychotherapist say to me once, if I put you in a room of 50 women, within two minutes you'll be talking to the one that's going to do you the most damage. And, and that's the history of my younger years. And then about three years later, I went back out there with an absolutely gargantuan smack habit. Same again, rocked up, looking like homeless, and she went, oh, we're going to do this again. And she did, and she moved me into her brothel because by now she was a madam, or a madamazan, as they call them in Thailand. She now had three of her own brothels. And uh, she nursed me back to life. And then, the, so the first time she told me about her Belgian addict boyfriend, and, on, and then the, the second time she told me her father was a heroin addict. Because when the, when the Vietnam War was on, the American uh, soldiers went to Thailand and said, will you come and fight with us in Vietnam because you understand the jungle you understand, you know, we don't know this 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 terrain, this, this sort of place. And, uh, you know, we'll pay you. You'll have a pension for the rest of your life. And, I, and, and, and about 50 of them went and two come back. And one was her father. And he also brought back a heroin habit, which was, is quite typical, as you probably know, in a, with the Vietnam vets that come back to America. And uh, one Wasn't day... It? the Sorry, wasn't it readily available for them though? I mean, I've heard stories that the that the soldiers had full access to heroin and any yeah, time well, they not, needed. Not only ready ava readily available, but tactically used against them. You know, let, let's turn them into junkies because that will make them weak, and uh, and then we can cut off supply. And you know, you can't even tie your shoelaces when you when you're clucking. So let alone run into the jungle and shoot a load of Vietnamese people. But one day her father, her mother said to her father, you've got, you've got three kids, you've got one eye because he had his eye shot out and you've got a smack habit and it's, it's, it's time to do something about it. And uh, he filled up a couple of butts of water, put a load of food in a, like a, hamp like a, a backpack, walked into the jungle and eight weeks later, walked out of the jungle clean. And, 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 and it was amazing the way this whole story just came together that she'd ended up with another junkie. Then there was a the Belgian junkie. And then, of and, and course, was, there was the father. And, it, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that she was attracting junkies. It's also that she was kind enough to not just not to enable you. Like, because she could have gone a different direction with that. She could have continued to allow you to be a junkie. But the fact that she nursed you back to health and she, I mean, so that shows that she also had compassion for you as well. For sure. However, however, that's the optimistic angle, which is there. I'm not taking I that away I try to be optimistic. <laughs> Always the bright side. <laughs> No, and that for sure is there because she is a loving, caring woman without a doubt. 
But there is a kind of a codependency where... I was going to, yeah, I was going to say you're probably going to say codependency. So. Yeah, and I know it's a cliche in that, but the she, uh, Nightingale is it Florence Nightingale? She, they call that the uh, yeah, she, where women the women that. want to nurse a man, especially uh, the daughter of a, a soldier. Yeah, she there probably has that has that down. She wants to save you, you war torn men yeah. as you come back yeah. from the battlefield of the horse. Yeah, and and, and when I came back twice, twice I rocked up. You know. You know, I, I'd turn up to Thailand when I wasn't using in like a three-piece suit, nice haircut, plenty of money on me. And then when I came back, um, I looked like a homeless – I was a homeless person. I didn't look like one. I was. And uh, and, and she dropped everything. She stopped working for six months uh, – uh, sorry, eight weeks. Um, and she just dedicated her life. And, and getting me back to 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 health, you know. And, and there was this weird element where we knew we'd never be together. We we knew we'd never be together. And she used to let me go off whoring. You know, I'd <laughs> true go, love. I'd um, that's true. She, love. Yeah, she, you know, she'd she'd say, "What are you off to tonight?" And I'd say, "I'm going to go and look after some ladies." You know that. They're going to go and look after some girls. And she'd say, all right, well, where are you going to end up at the end of the night? And I'd tell her. And at the end of the night, she'd, she'd be there. And and that didn't bother her at all. And I said to her once, I said, I said, isn't it a bit weird that, you know, you know full well that I've had probably three fucks tonight. And she said, I'm not going to stop you doing it. I know how much you like it. Remember how we met. And what, what's the fucking point? You know, hello, uh, love me, but be a completely different person. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, freeze. Um, I think I think the problem earlier was for my connection, so I moved. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, I have I have a couple stories we could look at if you guys want. Um, <laughs> I, or I don't know. Did you have other things you wanted to go into? I'm, I'm, I have a pretty. I don't really have a big. Yeah, I'm, plan I'm for pretty today's. open. I wanted to do the GameStop thing, but I think what Chris is talking about is a little more on, on par with what our show is usually like. I just, I've, I've been pent up. Oh, well, did you want to? Did you want to give us like the? I, of, I can rant on the, my own channel at some point. <laughs> I'll I mean, Chris I mean, you, can, you can give us like just the ending, like the final kind of yeah. conclusion on it without explaining okay. to us how, how options Robin Hood, or whatever. Robin Hood CEO, Vlad the Impaler, the stock impaler, has been fucking people left and right for months, if not years, and people are perfectly fine with it. And then the one time that they can't clear because there's a two-day holding period when you buy the clearinghouse has to float the money that I think they only use 2% of your money. They have to float it. And then if you want to buy back, then those shares, uh, the money is available for the buy because there's a seller on the other end at another brokerage. Anyway, my point is all these months, Robinhood's been fucking people out of money and they're fine with it. But the one time that the SEC regulations prevent them from being able to do what they want and it's sort of out of Robinhood's hands, people are up in arms and they have pitchforks. And the other thing that's kind of funny about it is that like he he lied. 
he lied through his teeth. He didn't, they asked if he had a liquidity problem and he said no. And the truth is they have a liquidity problem. All he had to do was come clean and say, you know what? We're small, we're not TD, we're not Merrill Lynch. We have, or JP Morgan, we have a liquidity problem. And he didn't say that. So he lied through his teeth and people are still gonna continue to use Robin Hood because now they're under the impression that Robin Hood's good again, as long as they don't hold their, uh, uh, prevent them from being able to buy. You think people are going to continue using Robin Hood? Uh, I'm in the Robin Hood trade groups, and it's like some of them have fled. Oh, it's definitely going to hurt them long term financially. Yeah, they're going to have enough people leave. But a lot of the guys are just over it. They're, they're, still, they're still buying and sharing. They're, you know, they're still running up stocks like crazy. They've got a bunch that they're oh. pumping and dumping. I think there are people sitting up at night now making um, alternative platforms that will do the same thing. And when they're there, I think Robin Hood yeah. are going to lose millions of their yes. people. If there's, if there's an alternative that's not Weeble, one of the issues some people have with Weeble is that they're owned by China. So yeah. not everyone yeah. likes that. But if there are other alternative platforms, oh, hell yeah, I agree with you right there. There'll be a flood away from Robinhood. Also, one other interesting factoid, um, the CEO, Vlad, he isn't just some little guy who wanted to make a platform for everyone. Both of his parents worked at the World Bank. He, that guy came from some big, big, big connections and big money. So he he's doing the whole, I'm just here for the little guy. He's not. So, no, no, of course not. Yeah. Uh, we've got an absolute result in England because we have a we have a platform called Free Trade. Yes, but in England we get uh, we're we're allowed a twenty thousand um, pound stocks and shares ISA. So every year we can put tw up to twenty thousand pound into that stocks and shares ISA. Whatever profits you make on that, you don't pay any tax on. Nothing. We have something similar here, but you put it in yourself. It's $6,000 a year tax-free. It's an IRA. Uh, that's and right. Someone's telling I me put today. six grand a year into mine, and that's what I – all of my big gains that I've been making are all in my IRA, so they're tax-free. Because I don't want to do right. short-term trades if they're being taxed, because then they're taxed yeah. at my ordinary income. But um, yeah, so all the long-term stuff I do, in fact, I have lists over here. That's why I wasn't in my office area because I have sh like personal shit written on the wall. So I moved to the other room. I'm here if you guys want to see what I trade in. I've just so. been buying Bitcoin because uh, JF Garietti, who we had on the show, he was he was like when it was at 13,000, he kept saying, you got to buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. And Sam Hyde has yeah. been pushing Bitcoin a lot too. Bitcoin's good. Oh, oh. List. Even more importantly, the big banks are embracing Bitcoin. That's the part that matters. Like even the big brokerage houses, all the banks, PayPal, everybody is embracing Bitcoin. And Bitcoin actually has value. It's it's linked to something. And there's going to be a limited supply. Um, what is it linked to? Well, I mean, it's it's there's a thing versus like Doge. Doge is just, they. it's a money printer. It's It's basically like... The U.S. Well, dollar. I know, I know there's a cap. Is, is that yes, all that's what about? I mean. Is so yeah, there's yeah. I think 20 million coins can be made ever because like it's that, an algorithm. Yeah. So the yeah, so uh, that's what I mean is linked, meaning like there's a thing there. There's an algorithm there that can be traced. There's it's on a ledger. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah. I don't know everything I think, about Bitcoin, I, I think, but I know enough to trust it. 
I think PayPal have now taken on uh, yep. Bitcoin. Really? I yep. was telling yeah. people to buy Bitcoin at seventy dollars. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. I have friends. I have friends that were in the single digit dollars, where just would yeah. not shut the fuck up about Bitcoin. And back in like 2010, 2011, and they were the ones who wouldn't shut up about Bitcoin. And now, like, I've even called him out on Facebook. Like, this is the person who told me about Bitcoin. So they know well, what they're you know, talking about. I, I mentioned this once on the channel. We, this is, I'll say it again, because you don't hear about this a lot. A lot of the early adopters of Bitcoin were people who were, like, using the Silk Road and the dark well, web to do illegal this, shit. And so there were, uh, there were so a lot of engineers, like, not just aerospace like drug dealers, well. but there's like yeah. pedophiles who were using Bitcoin when it was. And so some of those people have fortunes now and they're really bad people. Well, so that's my boy LP. I just <laughs> needed to get that in once. Um, this is a disaster because while you say some of those very bad people are loaded now, Listen to this. So I was buying at $70. I also bought $900. I also bought at $2,000. And I'm talking a lot because I had a £200 a day. So at the time, that was about $280 a day heroin habit. You can add to that all the skunk I was smoking, all the Valium I was buying, the, the occasional crack, you know, something for the weekend, sir. Um, if I hadn't have spent all my early investments on my heroin habit, I would have probably had about nine million at today's prices. <laughs> so, so you can be, you, you can, you can rest assured that some of those bad people also lost a fucking lot of money. So all those, so all those pedophiles. They might have a they might have a pen drive full of the absolute filth, but they've also it also cost them thirty million dollars. So <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> That's a better way of looking at it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. However, I was wise. I I, I do still have a a healthy Bitcoin wallet, so that's nice. Nice. That's uh, good to know. Especially, uh, I, I, well. Also, um, with uh, the way inflation is going, I, I'm assuming globally, unless you guys Brexit cut you off completely from the rest of the world, um, which is what some some crazy people would have us led to believe. Um, I would think that with your creativity and your ability to produce content and your understanding of technology, and like you said, you have an editor now, I would think that no matter how much Bitcoin you have, even if it's just enough to kind of get your book published, you'll be doing just fine. Like you're, you're yeah, not going to have to rely on Bitcoin. No, no. And, you know, I also run a business. I, I, I still, I'm still the director of a business that I set up uh, 16 years ago. That's doing very well still. So no, it's it's quite that my forties have been my best decade. You know, I've had the, it's been a, it's been a wild time. So no, I'm I'm quite I'm quite um quite confident about my financial situation as I get older. Yeah, I mean, I think good advice for investing for anybody is don't invest anything you're not okay to lose. Right? That's that's <laughs> on that. Can I give my investment advice? Sure. Buy everything and hold forever. 
That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't come up with that. That was like the the founder of like some major brokerage used to say that to people when they asked. Well, like, well, yeah. you haven't lost any money until you sell it, so you know. I I tell people that all the time. Like I'm I'm trolling the uh, the Robinhood groups. Should I sell my AMC or GME? Oh, guys, I've lost twenty grand this year. No, you haven't. You haven't lost it till you sold it. <laughs> Or when no, you come in and short. let them know that they can they can carry forward their loss for taxes. Oh wait, not now that Biden's in office, he wants to cut that off. So no, yeah. I got shot on my AMC, my Nokia, and my GME. I got shot of them as soon as Robin Hood said, "Oh, hang on, you're going to have to sit tight for a couple of days." I just went gone, gone, gone. That's that. <laughs> Take my losses, no problem. Does uh, no does problem. Barclays Bank have a brokerage? If you've, if you, I, I, I would suggest that you go with a real brokerage, not Robinhood. That's just my suggestion. No, I don't. I, I, I'm with Free Trade, but my oh, business okay. partner, okay. I didn't realize my that business was a partner, is a is a um a financial advisor. So as well as running my business with me, he he helps me out of all this kind of stuff as well. So. Yeah. And uh, other but, other advice that I can give is surround yourself by good people that you can trust and that have your best interest. No, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. I read an incredible book years ago. We're just full of wise, wise things to say this Saturday. <laughs> no, for sure. I read a book by Felix Dennis called How to Get Rich, which was put on to me by my first SEO um, person when I first set up my business. And it's not algebra and it's not bar charts. It's, it's written like a novel. And, and uh, his, he, he just says things like, you know, first thing, delegate, lose money, but get other people to do it. And that's been I great tell people that all the time. Don't spend. Yeah. It, it, what you need to do is you need to figure this is what I do now, especially if it comes to yard work or home clean, anything like that, any tasks. How many hours is it going to to cost me to there do it myself? Go. How much stress is it going to cost me? And is it worth my hourly rate at work to give that task to someone else who's a professional and who already has the exactly. tools? I have I have a tree that I have to get removed. And I actually thought about renting one of those machines and doing it myself. And I was like, it's fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm fucking bonkers, really. Just pay $900 and have somebody else to do it who can do it yeah. in a half a day. So. Which is exactly exactly what is happening with me getting my editor to transcribe my stories. I don't want to sit there typing with my one finger for four weeks to get a chapter done. He'll have it done in a day. And then, yeah. well, this is the other thing. I I will also I also expect to be earning about five thousand dollars a month from writing. There's a great book called um, Write, Publish, Repeat, and it's based on the it. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Most it's the idea is this because of Amazon desktop publishing now, with with traditional publishing, you get 7.5% of the cover price as a royalty, which is literally like thanks for writing the book, is a slap in the face for everyone you sell. But on but on Amazon KDP, it's 70% you get now with write, publish, repeat is. The idea is, so I release this novel that say the next two in two months, and I sell fifty copies a month, which is nothing. I've got ten years um, stand-up comedy um, reputation; people know my name in England. I've had a YouTube channel for five years. Um, I've done interviews and stuff on telly, so there's a bit of a reputation there. 
So let's say I can sell five, 50 copies a month. Then I, then I release a book of 10 short stories that this, my editor types up. Then I release another one. So let's assume, seeing as I've got nearly 300 hours of these short stories, let's assume in the next four years I can get 10 books out there. Now, if you've got 10 books and they're all selling 50 a month, you're selling 500 a month. And 500 times $7 is a nice income. And the work's done. It's a, it's a passive income. Yeah, it's so, funny. So to, I don't, and it's people funny that to fall hear in you say it. that because uh, I remember when I joined YouTube six years ago, I was thinking – you know, you put out a video and that video makes money with views and then you and then that's passive income and then you have 500 videos eventually and they're all <laughs> and it, it didn't exactly work out that way with youtube i had to delete 300 People videos to, to not get my whole channel got demonetized there's no fucking income at all but you know it was worth a shot but uh, no, no, I mean, now one one quick thing, LP, to add to that. There are a lot of people that were on YouTube for years, and what happened was people discovered their their um, their channel, and they started binge watching them. So now they're watching two years worth of content in like three weeks because they're on lockdown. Same thing with Chris. What'll happen is someone will like your book, and then you'll say, "Oh, would would you like you know." Maybe you could sell an entire, like, like a discography. What do they call that? A library of books, like for maybe a Black Friday sale or something, if they allow you to do something like that. So no, then no, you're selling you can, all of you, them. You can do you that? Do all that sort of thing. Okay. And in, in, in the back of one of them, you say, you can buy my previous book at 50% off using this code. Right. So you're continually promoting your other you know you're rather novels and that so and I people have, are doing this people are doing I'm this sitting, you know, it's i'm absolutely. sitting right next to so i fell in love with a it's art books their art renewal center um actually my husband oh, had nice. told me about these and they're they're really nice and after looking through like one of them we just went ahead and spent i mean they're not cheap books but they're from each year we went back and got the ones that they give every single year they made a killing off of us because we fell in love with one book so it's the same idea but it's funny because i'm actually sitting right next to these so they're handy. there you go yeah, and, and you will get people that want to do that and, and then you've also got the option of, of of doing the next part of the story so i've got a story um for instance where i was in a, a car chase and and the bloke in the car chase, I met up with him a few years later and we'd done another lunatic day out. And so I can release that and I'll, I'll make sure that people realise it's the second part to that other book so people will buy that. And, and, and this is working. People are making millions off of this kind of thing. Now, I don't want to make millions because my, my you know, drug and petty crime isn't a big, you know, it isn't a big uh, market. Um, the biggest market is crime fiction at the moment, weirdly enough, and fantasy and all that stuff that I can't stand. But again, if I'm getting seven or eight novels out a year and selling 50 a month, that's a, that's a healthy, healthy income. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. not familiar with what's hot right now. You said um, the fictional crime, the crime fiction. Crime fiction sells right. it's loads. It's like a big market. 
in books. But, but also fantasy stuff, you know, like fucking unicorns and f- swords and fantasy, all that nonsense. Not that that's yeah. a very big market. I thought but, that stuff know, was really I, hot I, in I, like I mean, the nineties, wasn't it? That was like the big thing, like the fantasy dragons and mermaids that make out with you and you that's all no, that, that stuff still selling that sure. stuff still selling hugely okay Definitely. now the unicorns are gender i was i was just and they, <laughs> they fuck each other yeah very popular in the furry community. and they haven't got the phallus they haven't got the phallus it's actually just a horse now <laughs> So, um, so tell me, what, 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 where's the sex wars bit? What's, what's, we've been well, talking about it, money. I think, <laughs> well, no, real quick. I think we kind of, uh, it was sort of a working title that just stuck, I think. Yeah, some, right? some shows are more on topic than other. I do have this one story <laughs> I wanted to, to look at. Let me pull this up here. This is yeah, trending on Twitter. This is a story out of China that they are... Uh, increasing the amount of gym class because they're trying to counteract male feminization. <laughs> so, so this is interesting because we've been seeing this idea here in the West too that men are becoming like like testosterone levels are there's dropping. birth control in the water you know, that's yeah yeah well whatever it is <laughs> i'm being serious though i'm i that sounds so like alex jones to say but there really is there birth is. control in our water there's cocaine in our water there's a uh, prozac in all of our water i use an rodi unit i don't know if you're familiar it's reverse osmosis deionizer i use it because i have a reef tank not because i'm a tinfoil hat a flat earther but so it takes out and then I have a TDS sensor. So the water that comes in and then the water that goes out is uh, the water that comes in as like 177 to 174 to 177 parts per million in my local water supply. The water that comes out has zero. So I'm drinking pure, pure H2O, right? Um, wow. Well, I drink this and it sounds crazy. Well, I drink it. I have the system because I have a reef tank. So I have, I have saltwater fish and uh, corals. But the reason I drink it is because I don't know what's in my water. I don't know if it's chlorine. I don't know if it's Prozac. I don't know if it's birth control. No, it, 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 it doesn't sound crazy. As soon as you mentioned it, I wanted one. Okay, RODI, you can get one on Amazon. You can get a, get a four-phase. Everybody out there, this is a science show now. I just use get- a, a Brita filter. Is that not good <laughs> mm, enough? That's garbage. No, my <laughs> husband had one when we met. I threw it away. I threw it out. I was like, no, that's not real. That's, that helps with chlorine. And yes, the, it, will, it will filter out some stuff. Now, the RODI unit, Chris, if later you can hit me up, I'll explain to you. You have to actually install it. And I'm going to have to do a video on my channel on installing an RODI filter because you have to actually like put it together. I run it from the washer water. So it, I have a splitter on my washing machine. Um, uh, it's, all, it's already got too much for me. <laughs> but but in, in Thailand, they have those reverse osmosis machines in the streets. Do that. Do that. You don't need zero parts per million. You just yeah. need, yeah, you could do that. Just make, and test the water. Get a TDS sensor and test it because somebody years ago in the reef tank community went around and tested all the RODI units in his city. He tested the water with a little sensor that tells you. 
and they were all off. Like they were off by a lot. Like they'd have anywhere from like 20 to like 50 parts per million and they're supposed to have zero. Mine, once mine gets up to like three or four parts per million, I change all the filters. And that takes like a year or two years. Wow. It's it's not that expensive. It's like a hundred bucks every few years. So well, anyway, I'm so paying you just someone something. else again. The old delegation is coming yes. in again. Yes. I need to find someone. Yes. Just, uh, <laughs> get some of those five gallon jugs and you'll be good. All right, so let me hear oh, you'll get, also get, get in shape. You'll get you'll get nice pec muscles. You won't look so feminized. <laughs> let me read Which a little bit from week. this um this article here. They say the ministry said it would recruit better gym class instructors and improve their teaching methods by introducing incentives such as free college education. The goal of this would be to cultivate masculinity in young men by balancing physical strength and mental health. The response came after a delegate of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, consultative conference, a top political advisory body had suggested that Chinese schoolboys are weak, self-effacing and timid and may be unduly influenced by so-called little fresh meats, handsome, well-groomed, <laughs> delicate featured celebrities in the vein of K-pop stars. The proposal also described the feminization of Chinese boys as a threat to the development and survival of our nation. And there's a well, link. I think, I think so. They, they don't like BTS, like, the K pop band. There's a That's link the only one I know for the little fresh meats stuff. <laughs> okay. So, I, I, oh, the I BTS. Think that's the, I think that's the lead singer of that K pop band. Because yeah, when I get a lot of uh, a lot of trolls, they all have that same guy's face on him because they're all BTS fans. So given that this is in China, I'm a little sorry. Here now, my wine is kicking in. Given that this is in China. Uh, I'm a little, eh, I don't know. I don't know. But um, if it was Japan, I, I'd maybe trust it a little more. Well, well, look, here's the problem I've got with this immediately. There's not, if you, if you go into prison, straight men will end up gay, especially the lifers. Because they're not getting any action. No. Oh, okay. Straight, okay. Okay. That's not gay. Women. That's uh, no. That's not. They're not gay. That's. I'm telling you what. If you put your penis in another man's bum, okay. gay is yeah, quite a good word to thing. explain okay. it. But no, they're they're taking what they can get. I. Well, they're being that, opportunistic, <laughs> Chris. They're being opportunistic. Now the guy thing, yeah, that's gross. But for well, women, well, a lot well, of times, yeah, it's that, emotional. Obviously, I wasn't. Obviously, I wasn't suggesting they were homosexual. Oh, but, okay, okay, sorry. They're good. Okay, I, 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 get, I know okay, what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. I, I was I being deliberately crude. Okay. okay, I was being deliberately yes. crude, and it didn't help me. It didn't help make my point. <laughs> however, however, the same happens in women's prisons. Yes. Now, there's not enough women in China, and I think that the men know that. You know, there, there's so they shipped them to women. America so they wouldn't be aborted because the one child rule. Or they aborted them. Well, yeah, but I, yeah, I, 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 just think that I, I was trying to I be positive. <laughs> I just think that a lot of the young Chinese men are just sort of thinking, you know, God, where are all the women? There, there's not a lot of me. I mean, what does anyone know the ratio of men to women in China at the moment? I do not. I know it's bad because somebody, I, be bad. I was in an argument a couple of years ago and it came up like, or a, a d discussion, I should say. 
Um, I, I do know that it's bad, and I do know that it has a lot to do with the one-child rule. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. You don't think? I guess they didn't really think that through. You don't think that there's like a bit of a like a feminism thing going on here too? I mean, it said it said in the article that the boys are self-effacing, which I read as. Um, as as kind of like like looking down on themselves for being males, you know. So what what is where does that fit in with your theory? That, that sounds to me like a sort of like a feminist kind of effect. What do you think, uh, Chris? Do you have a thought about that? I think I that they're they're sorry. I think there could be a mix going on where they're being where they see the celebrities and how the celebrities look and act. Like if you see any of these little K-pop guys the on fresh stage, fresh little meats. They're called fresh little meats. As if that's yeah. Not like they they <laughs> don't they don't look very masculine, and right. girls are just going nuts over them. So I think the guys see masculinity. Uh, they they need more Bruce Lee. <laughs> so well, this we just is one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons I fell in love with Southeast Asia. You know, the women are female, and they're, you know, overtly and and, and you know, my my girlfriend is is so female. I, I've never met a, a, an English woman as female as her, as feminine. Sorry, feminine. yes, as her, and, and and the men are masculine, and she. She, she, when, when I, yeah, when I, when we first got to, and she was coming around my house quite a lot, I started mopping the floor and she was like, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm mopping the floor. She said, well, that's, that's woman's work. And I said, <laughs> and I said, well, I don't mind doing it. She said, yeah, but you run a business. You bring the money in. Now, if you weren't, if you weren't bringing the money in, yes, you can mop the floor. But you are bringing the money in, so do the work, and I'll do the mopping. And and that, I, that I understand is, her view. My wife yeah, is like yeah. that too. You can't you yeah, can't find women like that. They're just rare over here. Yeah, <laughs> I think there can but also the be is, times. Yeah, and there can be times like if a woman is working a lot of hours for a short period of time, I think the guy can help with the dishes and such. I don't think that that's I don't think that's emasculating for him, but it also just depends on the couple. Like um, oh, I think I, it is emasculate. I think it is emasculate. No, I don't. I don't think it <laughs> I is. Think, I think it depends on the situation. If he's doing it, if he's doing it because of feminism, <laughs> then yes, it's emasculating. I think if he's doing it because the woman is almost never home, and she's busy or she's she's working so many hours I, that she couldn't. See, she doesn't have time know, for it, and I the guy is the man can do work around the house, but it should be you know mowing the lawn, oh, taking out the oh. garbage, fixing the roof, blowing the leaves, right? Taking out the trash and Shovel, putting gas shoveling in the, the snow sure, in the winter. The, the man that doesn't can do mean that he can't shit. do dishes. The Are you should, kidding? The man shouldn't be it washing does, dishes, does, right? Why? Wait, 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 wait. However, wait, wait, wait. can he put? Dishes in the dishwasher. The reason the man shouldn't be washing the dishes the dishwasher? is because the woman shouldn't be shoveling the snow. You understand? There you go. That's about physical. Okay, what if what if the woman cooks all the lunch? What if she comes up with or this amazing lunch and the guy's like, as "Oh my god, should. sweetie, that is so amazing! As I want to have an orgasm, but instead, I'm going to wash dishes because I know <laughs> you would love for me to wash dishes." My. <laughs> Although my girlfriend does get out of washing dishes because she has like um, 
you know, three centimeter um, fake nails with all little diamonds and things on them. And she she says, I'll wash up and if you want. she's not a prostitute it's gonna, anymore. It's, 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 it's going to take the sheen off them. Well, no, she's not a prostitute anymore, kidding, but she I'm knows kidding, I like it. I'm being I know rude. you're joking. I know, I'm just teasing. But, but the thing is, she, here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's, there's a reason that sex work women wear certain types of clothes and certain types of shoes and makeup. Is it attracts. And, 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 and all the middle classes like look down at them and go, oh, look at that tart. Look, it's, ooh, ooh, it's disgusting. Oh. And all the men are walking behind going, oh, I would absolutely love to tap that. And then their missus is walking around in their little button-up jumper and, oh, fuck me, don't do that to me. I'd rather hang myself... And 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 they and they just aren't like that out here. I said to her about having kids and that, and I said, I said, am I going to be expected to wipe this baby's ass? And she said, uh, no. She said, I think that the job. man can. So here we go. This is why it's called sex wars. Because <laughs> this is this you asked. I think that the man can under certain circumstances. I don't think that that is naturally a male's place in the relationship that's not it doesn't come natural to them dealing with screaming babies and all that i think that that is more natural for women to deal with because women are like what's wrong what's the matter it's just poop who cares or oh it's just a baby it's crying that's what they do whereas a man will go fucking insane and he wants to throw up when he's wiping poop <laughs> so, uh, well, yeah but that doesn't mean a guy can never change a diaper and that doesn't mean that they can yeah, never but, deal with the baby crying. But I, I go further than that. I don't think, I don't think women should work. I don't think women should be involved in politics. Oh my god! I mean, we'd be women, off. women, women being involved in politics has destroyed the West. It's destroyed. I Europe. will not disagree the with that. Got a point. Yes, I am all about repealing the nineteenth. <laughs> Listen, every uh, apart from a, the occasional outlier, and there's always outliers. Okay, then I'm an outlier. Most of the women I know miraculously have almost identical political beliefs to their male partner that they didn't have before they met them. It's just, just stay that is out very of true. It. Men, Look in fact, I, kids. Chris, Chris. I have been known to make the statement that men should not discredit dating a woman who is liberal because it's very easy to slide them to the right once you inject a little logic into the conversation. A lot of women are liberal because, <laughs> because we're kind and we're loving. And when you tell us, hey, if you do this thing, it's going to save all the the starving children, we go, okay, yeah, 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 we'll do that thing. Oh, we'll vote that for that thing that'll prevent homeless people from just freezing to death. Oh yeah, we'll vote for that thing over there that's gonna uh, put teacher protections in place so that they don't just die. Like we'll vote for those things. But once a man says, hey, wait a minute, uh, that actually they're, they're lying to you. That's actually not gonna be the outcome. Once you inject a little logic when the guys on the right communicate with the women on the left. I used to be a hippie. I was a teenager. I, I burnt my incense and I was all about peace and anti-war. And I dated men that were on the right. And they. I started to understand why we go to war. I started to understand a lot more about the world. And it wasn't that I was, I wasn't a, I was never like a leftist, like the shit that we have today, but I started to understand more. So I think, but it also, I wasn't, um, 
I wasn't badgered or it, it, their political views weren't used as a cudgel against me. It was like, you just like, they like nod and they're like, uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna save all the dying kids in Africa. Yeah, yeah, cause that's totally gonna work. Yeah. And then over time, in the conversation, they'll explain about how their governments in Africa actually are getting billions of dollars from Americans and from America is injecting all this money into them and that they're just, they're allowing their children to either die of HIV or, you know, get their hands cut off for diamonds. Like you start to understand. And if the woman is intelligent, you can slide her from the left to the right. And if yeah, she respects, honestly, more than anything, if she respects you, if a woman respects you, she will listen to what you have to say and she will learn from you. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off. As well, I, I just <laughs> don't think, I, I, I think as a strategy, it, you know, teaming up right wing men with liberal women to change their minds isn't as good as keeping women out of politics in the first place. You know, it just seems like well, a real. What if you think long... like your Margaret Thatcher's and your Tulsi Gabbard's and your yeah, but they're 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 outliers, you know, they're outliers. And Thatcher, you know, Thatcher, she wrecked England. She she she. I've heard absolutely... that. I've actually heard that from right what we would consider right wing. I don't know conservative. Yeah, she done some. Like, she done I've some good things. I know. I don't know a lot about it, but I heard something about like how the the coal miners, or was it like hard? Oh, workers? there's. The, the, the lot, yeah. you know, half of England have got. There, there's whole towns in England that have had no no one working for three generations because of that. Like in the north. Yeah, because like, she okay, got rid so of the about a year, about a year and a half ago, I was in the UK and I went all over. I went to like Doncaster. I went to where the women's suffrage movement started. I flew into London and then I drove, I wanted to get as far away from the cities as possible. So I went down okay, the old sorry, Roman you, you mean You mean the women's terrorist movement, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. The women who wear purple sashes and terrorize the country, those women. Um, but like the, I got to see like a lot of the history of the UK. I went to like a lot of the, the I went to like York Minster. I wanted, it was Christmas time. So I wanted to visit all the minsters. Um, and I went to Buckingham Palace because I'm American and that's what we do. But anyway, my point is, um, while I was there, I was under the impression prior to my trip that Margaret Thatcher was this like conservative, amazing person. And a lot of conservatives that I, I had friends over there in the UK and uh, in England, I should say. And a lot of them were not thrilled about Margaret Thatcher. I was like, oh, isn't she like your Donald Trump? And they're like, no, no, no. She decimated her country. <laughs> So. Well, well, what did she conserve? What what did she conserve? Nothing. I, she, I she, have she... like no knowledge. I'm literally ignorant to the subject. I just thought that Margaret Thatcher was this like woman who came in and like, I, I don't even know what I thought she did, to be honest. I thought she was like a conservative healer. <laughs> well, she, she, she pretty much did what you're, what you're talking about. She was, she was a PR machine. Did she... Okay, and she did she like deregulate a bunch of stuff and she I don't see the way your politics work and the way our politics work are a lot different. So when we say union in America, when I think the word union worker, I think of an extremely lazy person. I think of watching a bunch <laughs> of guys. No, no, no. I think of a watching a construction crew of 20 men. Two of them are working. The other 18 are on their phones or taking a nap or just fucking off doing whatever and the other two are doing all the work but they're all getting paid three times as much as they would if they weren't in a union in the uk union might be something completely different 
but my life experience. No, no, it's, it's and it's, I have a lot almost, of life experience it's, it's, with it's you. Identical. Okay, because <laughs> that's it's identical. So when I think of breaking up the union, I think of, yes, you must work. Capitalism, work more hours yeah, if you want more yeah. things. So anyway, you you kind of take it away. Sorry, <laughs> but but, my, but but when I say all this, I, I've. I've I've only said the negatives because what I what I've said is there are certain things women shouldn't be involved in, but there are also certain things men shouldn't be involved in, and that is because men and women are different. And what we've seen over the last sort of forty or fifty years through this god awful idea called feminism is this art this this idea that men and women aren't different. We should we should do what we can to pretend that they're the same and, and, and everyone can have a go at everything. And, it, and I think that is one of the most destructive things that has happened to the West. It, it's, it's, a, it's, it's broken up our communities, it's broken up our families, it's broken up our, 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 our bigger families. I can't think of the, the correct word for that now. What do they call Community. it? Community. Got... Community. No, no um, extended. extended will do. Extended but families, it, okay. It's, 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 you know, it's got rid of all of it. The, the one thing I will never, I mean, I like to forgive people, but I will never forgive feminists for sending mothers to work. I will never yeah, forgive them for that. Yeah, it's not in our nature. I, um, I mean, I'm an outlier. I feed on the stress. I fucking love my job. I feel like it keeps me moving forward, but I also know I'm rare. I am very rare. And I used to think the opposite of you. I used to think, well, women love, we thrive in the stress of the work environment. We like wearing suits every day. And then I actually thought about it. I work with a lot of women and it, they buckle under that kind of pressure. It's very rare to find a woman. And I can't take my own experiences and how I feel about the stress that I'm under, which just fuels me. That's not most women. Most have women you got break. children? Have you got uh, we'll talk about it after the stream. I'm very private about my family life. Well, no, no, no I, problem. No problem. Okay. But, but no, we'll talk about it after this the is, stream. But I, I am my this genes. Is, this will is pass my problem. <laughs> my genes will right, go. Right. But this forever. is my ahead, problem. Chris. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> the problem I've got is a woman carries a child in her for nine months. That bond is just the prob probably, no, not probably, definitely the closest bond between two humans you're ever going to get. And then they give birth to that Especially child. Especially mother and daughter. And the feminists, the feminists have said, well, now you've had your kid, you know, well, give it three or four weeks, get out there and get a job. You can always pay someone else to look after your kids. You and can't what? outsource love. No. no. No, yeah, exactly. No, you're the fucking mother. And, yeah, the, and what happened in England? What yeah. happened in England was this was mainly in working class families. So this is what happened: the mothers were so guilted by this pathetic feminism that said, "Well, what you want to be a mother? You want to sit at home in your pajamas, looking yeah. after you, kids? Don't you want to contribute? That's what they say. Don't you want to contribute exactly. to your family?" Yeah. Yeah, and, and and so they so they send them off to work. The, the the jobs they're doing aren't earning enough money. All the money they get goes on paying the carer. So the upshot is the the only thing they get out of it is the mother doesn't bring up the kids. They don't get any more money because they're using that to pay the carer. And then there's 
the damage that does to the children is incredible because every day when that weird stranger who turns up who doesn't even like the kids and just keeps telling them to shut up, I'm trying to watch daytime telly, the mother comes home and she's like, oh, fucking hell, what an, what a horrible day at work. I ate my boss. I ate my job. That hour commute. And the kid thinks, hang on a minute. You hate your job. You hate your boss. You always come in moaning about it. And yet you'd rather do that to spend your days with me. And that kind of damage stays with a child for life. Why the fuck yeah. would you want to spend your days doing something you complain about endlessly than stay at home with your own child? So it's I, I just tragic. Wanna, I just want to interject here. What Chris is saying is not like a, just an opinion or speculation they've done studies it's proven yeah, yeah it's scientifically Send, proven sending your kids to daycare is bad so the problem is worse the for problem. the kids than i hold on i just want to finish this sending your kids to daycare is worse for their outcomes on average right statistically speaking compared to uh like having the mom stay home and care for the kids and it's like you, you get fired from your job for saying this in certain places, right? If, if you say that it's bad for the kids to send them to daycare, like that, that's the kind of so, thing that can get you fired nowadays. One thing that um, like really good business, sorry, high, high paid positions have un understand this science. And this is the thing, like the company that I work for, they not only give you $20,000 towards child, uh, whether it's, um, what is it? They give you $20,000 towards like, if you need fertility treatments, IVF. So say if you waited a little late or you're just having fertility issues, whatever, you can be male, female, it doesn't matter towards adoption. So they give you a $20,000 stipend to any employee toward family planning type stuff like that. And they give you a lot of paid leave for children. And on top of that, currently during COVID from the inception of, of the COVID virus, they're giving you $100 a day tax free. That's after taxes for um, childcare assistance. So companies like the one I work at, a huge investment bank, are taking care of families unlike any other company. So the, the reason they're doing it, and I'm saying this, is they understand that it's really effing hard to balance family and career, and they're trying to help with that. And like during the whole lockdown, while mothers and fathers are stuck at home, they're giving you even more money to help with assistance. And they're giving you more free time with your family. So if you say, hey, look, it's 2 p.m. I have to go pick my kids up from school. No questions asked. They let you go. You don't have to prove shit because they understand that being a mother is more important than yeah, being okay, good at your job. Okay, okay, but what okay, I, the but point I'm trying to make is that Big corporations understand how effing hard it is. They can afford to make that, to kind of help with that. Most people, like a waitress, she's not going to get any free days off. You can't take two weeks paid vacation because your kid is having a meltdown. But even in the example of the big corporation, why? why but then pro productivity is suffering. Yeah. Because oh, no, no, hard. no. The men are paying hard for the women to, to stay home with their kids. The single, the yeah, young single men. It is what it is. I'm, I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Chris. I'm not disagreeing with you. But we, in a lot of women are very good at bringing up children. Women are very good at bringing up
Yes. Picking up children. What happens? The, the mother is emotionally unavailable to the child, and the child will spend his life looking for unemotional, uh, emotionally unavailable like women. And then you'll like get prostitutes. And then you get absolutely, absolutely, no, absolutely. Chris? <laughs> no, without a doubt, I am. My mother was an alcoholic, and so my mother was my mother was uh, emotionally unavailable. And, and without a doubt, and and, then, and so then you end up a whole society based on dysfunctional relationships, and that's why the communities have failed. You look at England; England has got no no ethnic English communities. We've got ethnic um, Islamic communities who are raping yeah. raping the the white kids by the hundreds of thousands. But you know, I'll crack on with it, and and and, the, and you've got the social services and the police and the media all, all colluding with it. Well, we don't want to. Rotherham, we don't want to be called racist. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Rotherham happens. It's bullshit. Yeah. No. Well, we, there's over thirty towns. It's not just Rotherham. It, this this yeah. is going on in every well, town in big, England that's now. That's the big and, one that we all know about over here. But yeah, I I but do under, I understand that, and LP understands that it's the problem's much bigger. But that Rotherham is the one that made and, it. And, and, the BBC and this comes spoke from about a, And this comes from a lack of, of 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 ethnic English communities because they've been atomized, they've been divided, and it and it and it comes from things like sending them to work. How many Islamic mothers do you think go to work? No, that's so against exactly. their culture. Holy exactly. shit. Exactly. And their that's communities very against their culture. And their communities are so strong. Their communities are so strong. So strong that they lot- won't uh, mm-hmm. turn in their own pedophiles. Yeah. As long There's as the um, victims are outside the community. You guys yeah. are harsh in my vibe. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that's... Um, no, um, it's not just... I mean, I know that you see it as Muslim communities because that's what you're inundated with. Over here in America, it's a lot of immigrant communities. Um, they are very traditional in that the woman takes care of the children. And if the woman cannot take care of the children because she needs to bring an extra income, grandma or the aunt or the sister or some another yeah. female figure in the family takes care of the children. And from what I understand, the Native Americans used to do that. When the women had like, and, actual and, tasks to do, one woman and, would kind of take care of a bunch of children. And they've got those extended families we've talked about. But again, yeah, in England, we've lost that. Mom, dad, kids. Where's grandma? Oh, she lives 200 miles away. Don't worry, we're going to see you in Christmas, nine months' time. You know, so, actually, so you haven't got those other heard, other matriarchs to help out. Yeah, I've actually heard a few people from India specifically, and then one guy I know from Nigeria, who have all vocalized that Americans, like white Americans, um, they almost brag about hating their extended family. Like the number of white Americans that will just bitch and complain about their own parents having to see their extended family at Thanksgiving. Like that's like a thing, a point of pride in a lot of white Americans. Um, I don't know if it's the same in the UK, but here I remember at Thanksgiving time and at Christmas, people just bitching and complaining about how they have to put up with their uncle's political views at the table. You don't see that in other cultures. They accept, they're like, you know what? Me and my uncle voted. They don't even say anything. That's just, you know what? That's my uncle. That's who he is. Who cares if he voted for the other guy? 
they don't care because they have that cohesiveness. I don't know what it is about white people, but we love to hate on one another. We love to shit on our own well, families. It, it, it isn't an accident. This has been part of a larger globalist plan to do this to, to, to people of European descent. Of course it has. You know, you, you've hit the nail on the head with that. We don't want to do that. We do slag off our, uh, our extended families and we don't, want to, uh, we don't want to live anywhere near them. It's awful. What a terrible shame. Sad. Yeah, I mean, I can, that's not my personal. I, I don't. I love my family, but um, yeah. I, to be honest, but, I but you do know. recognize a pattern. I, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like, if I think of what I see people saying on Twitter, maybe, but I don't know if necessarily if those people Twitter are is white a good or cross whatever. Section and, of the, and, or yeah. yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure I'm going to sign off on that. <laughs> but um, I mean, I know there's like jokes about not liking your in-laws but that's a, that's different well let, let me give you an example let me give an example my my girlfriend here her when she's just moved out of the province and she now lives in phnom penh but it's only like an hour's drive away out in phnom penh out in the province her family is 40 people strong the the the, the grandmother the the great grandmother the matriarch is 102 years old and it goes all the way down to newborn babies. And that is their family. Everyone looks after the kids. It's a community. You know, all of that. And, and as they get older and as they get sicker, because there's not a lot of, you know, there's not a lot of money out here. There's not a lot of health care. Everyone chips in and looks after them and helps them and do that. Now, I said to my girlfriend, I said, I'm getting a bit worried about my mother. She was like, why? I said, well, my brother lives in Japan. I live in Cambodia. My mum's 77. And soon she's not going to be able to look after herself. And my girlfriend looked at me absolutely puzzled. This was a couple of years ago. I and think she, I said, know what she said, well, where, where's, where's the family? Yeah. And I said, well, it's just me and my brother. And she said, well, what's going to happen? And I said, well, you know, we'll probably sell her house and put her in a home. And she said, what's a home? And then I said, well, in England and in Europe, when your parents get too old so that they can't wipe their yeah. you put them in the hospitals where strangers force feed them Lincoln pea and ham soup and wipe their asses. And she was just like, what? She, they, she, can't, um, she can't imagine the idea that you're just palm off your dying parents to a load of strangers whereas in england that oh yeah no, that's what we do that you know that's to how be, it works to be fair it's a lot of ridiculous. a lot of parents in america i'm not saying they're bringing it on themselves a lot of parents in america like what you said they don't raise their own children for that first five years so that there's not that strong bond there so it so both generate every generation they toggle with the previous and the next generation and that's kind of what we've been dealing with here Anyway, uh, LP, do you have another story for us? I do, this but is... but that's a that's a good point, Chris, about the the nursing home stuff. That is, I don't not necessarily a white thing, but definitely a Western thing. Yeah, it's so very Western. That's a good yeah. good counterpoint. Uh, okay, so this is a story I wanted. This is a little uh, video here that I have on my uh, Twitter. Let me. I would say it was a white thing, but 
We'll have that argument another time. I think it's I think it's Western because any other race or nationality that becomes uh, Westernized, they do the same thing. They complain about their parents and in-laws like we do. They throw them in a home. They see it as they're outsourcing professionalism, similar to what we were saying earlier. Oh, they'll, they'll be better at taking care of them than, than I am. But that's not the case. And I had the idea of now that we're a little bit older, let's buy a bigger house so that we have a couple of spare rooms so that if your parents get old enough that they can't take care of themselves, even if we have to hire a part-time nurse or somebody to help, especially if there's you know medical problems in place like diabetes or something you can't deal with, why don't we have a place for them to be in that's the family home? And they can sell exactly. their home and we can, we can even finish out the attic and make it an additional room or we can add on to the home if, if we ever need more square footage. Those sorts exactly. of things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Agreed. Well, all I know is uh, I want to try to have lots of kids and, and lots of grandkids and hopefully someone will take care of me, hopefully. Uh, okay, so this is a this is a video. <laughs> you I found didn't on sound Reddit. very convincing then. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so depressing to think about that you might wind up in a fucking home someday. You yeah, know? Oh, it's really. Anyway, um, I, I'm not sure exactly when this happened, but this is an MMA fighter in uh, like Thailand or something. Oh uh, yes, yeah, we'll, we'll watch the video here. thrown a little bit off balance and uh then the next time he wins a fight he basically is running away from the ring girl because he was accused of like sexual harassment assault whatever you know he got me too he got the keona reeves hover hand yeah yeah <laughs> mike pence he mike pinster i don't know chris i don't know if you're familiar our former by vice beth our former vice president will not take yeah. a meeting alone with a woman if just yeah. the two of yeah, them are I there that. so that he can avoid the appearance of impropriety. And uh, yeah. yeah, so. Madness. The, the thing that's Madness. Me about, about that video is that you can see uh, he, so he pulls the girl in and she like loses her balance for a second and then right after he kind of bows to her and you can tell as a sign of respect. You, yeah. You can tell that he was like, Oh, like it was kind of like, Oh, sorry about that. You know, I didn't mean to, that's how it seems to me. Like it comes across as him sort of apologizing that he he's also strong. And he just came out of a fight. Exactly. He just came out of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the other, I guess the other part of the story that people were telling me on Twitter is that, like, it, like it wasn't the, even the girl who complained. It was just people watching, right, who who made a big deal Surprise. out of it. Um, if she's a, a what, whatever the ring girl is, I assume that she expects a lot, not sexual assault, not, not that anyone can be actually, like, aggressive toward her, but I expect that she is, knows what's part of the, the job, and having a guy kind of pull you in a little bit is not outside of the realm of what's expected. So yeah, that's weird. She didn't, 
she didn't have any issue with it, but other people were offended on her behalf. See, if you watch right here, after he, you'll see what I'm talking about. After he pulls her in, he kind of like bows, sort of apology. Yeah, like as a, yeah, almost like an apology. You know, he goes one thing like I've experienced so. in my career has been guys shaking my hand way too hard. Like I had a guy actually mess up my wrist. No, I'm serious. I had to go to a chiropractor because a guy messed up my wrist. It's and I'm not a dainty girl, Chris. I'm five foot eleven. I weigh like a buck and a half, and I'm in in pounds, not kilos. But I had a guy like jack up my wrist, and I had to. It's just part of like being around guys who do. Well, you have to establish dominance in the business world, you know. So whenever whenever I meet a woman in a business setting, I try to break her fingers. It's it's never been in the wrong place and she should be at home looking after her kids. (laughs) Um, Anyway. And and then uh, you wouldn't have had that problem, you see. (laughs) Fuck you both. But anyway, my point is in every instance that that's happened and it's happened more than once. <laughs> I've I've never thought the guy was being intentionally aggressive toward me. I just thought, oh wow, he's a bit excited. I mean, so like, like, or, in, oh, like in all seriousness, yeah. between men, it, it is kind of a thing. Like you have to have grip Funny strength. Story. You have to have yeah. grip strength, I was, or, yeah. or you come I across was, um, as weak. So I was dressed. That's how men shake hands. You know. LP, I was dressed as one of the Dumb and Dumber characters. I had my hair up in a bun and I was with someone else who was a, who was clearly a male because he had a beard. And I was one of those Dumb and Dumber. I was like, I, I don't remember which suit I was wearing. But anyway, my point is, um, a guy came up and he started, he, we were at a bar and he started smacking me really hard with his knuckles in my chest. This was just a few years ago. And he's like, hey, we're bros, like that. And I, and I like waited, I realized, it's been so loud in the bar that he didn't realize I was female. Like we were having a conversation. He like smacked me really hard. And I, I it got taken aback. I was like, wait, he just hit me. I mean, he hit me hard. And then he smacked the other person I was with. And I was like, what the fuck? He goes, oh, no, no, no. He was just being like, guys. I'm like, he hurt me. <laughs> like, I'm hurt. <laughs> like, he cracked my sternum. What? And I wrote about this on Facebook. I was like, I don't want to be a bro. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. And all the feminists came in and said, men shouldn't smack one another. That's not that's not appropriate. And of yeah, course, the all solutions the, all always the, to change men. Right? Yeah, exactly. Which comes to the previous story we were on. But anyway, my point is, I don't like. I'm not rough and tumble. I can't take a chest thump. It's not. I don't know. Uh, so, real quick question, Chris. Chris oh no, you're, you're muted, Chris. Oh, no. Sorry. There you go. Probably good, because considering what I just said. <laughs> Please repeat. Please uh, repeat. No, no one's going to punch you in the chest in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the funny thing about Oh, wait, no, this... you're British. Sorry, I got to do... Every time I flip <laughs> yeah, you yeah. off, you don't get it. You're like, what is she doing? And I'm like... <laughs> no, you crack on. I like it. The, the thing about this... Um, this little thing we've got here. I don't know if you know the um, 1980s English comedian, Benny Hill. When at the end of his show, he'd have a load of scantily clad women chasing him around somewhere. And it's like, 
it, it's come to life. There's this woman in just uh, like pants and bra chasing this bloke around the ring. Like if you had the music, okay, guys. Well, um, now we're gonna get a copyright strike. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I think sorry we, about that. we've gone here enough time. We're uh, I'm gonna have to wrap it up because I got other shit to do today. I know. I also know it's kind of late where Chris is. He probably uh, is wanting to go get drunk again. He's sobering up. Yeah, so he's got to get drunk again. <laughs> so Chris, do you want to? I I did put the link to your YouTube channel in the description. Normally I would put Twitter, but you're not on Twitter, right? Did you quit or did you get suspended? What no, what I'm doing is because Twitter is next to useless, and um, I I I I. I what's it called? I what is it when you you shut it down but you don't do it permanently? Disabled. 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 No, there's there's a word anyway. Well, you you can basically say I don't want to be on Twitter anymore. Your supply and demand. You're lowering the demand, so there's or lowering the supply. You can say that I'm giving up Twitter, and they give you like a month sort of cooling off period. And then just before that month deactivate. comes back, I deactivate. That's, That's it. That but then I keep it going. Oh, yeah, so, so, <laughs> so, and I'm only doing that sort of when this novel comes out, because I've got about 8,000 f- followers on there. When the novel comes out, I can use Twitter to shield that a bit. But it's a horrible place, Twitter, so no, I don't like it. I don't want to use it. Reactivate, re-enable, <laughs> re-able your account. And we will follow you, well, and we will pump out uh, nice tweets no, about you. No, but I can't do that because the problem is I I think the climate has changed so much recently. In my YouTube channel, I I deleted about 400 videos because this old, this old idea of having your archive in public is, is over now because the opposition will, will take very little clips – and they'll make you. I was in the Times, which is one of uh, you know a newspaper of record in in England, and they said I was grooming teenage Nazi terrorists. They said that, and in I the, just thought, about you in the Times. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. That's yeah. I and can I see just that thought, in the Daily Mail, but isn't because the of Times your YouTube channel, a little more that? That's wild. I never heard that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll send. I'll I'll, I'll email you the clip. Um, uh, the the screenshot. Just tweet but us. It was all- Just send us a link on Twitter. <laughs> but the the point was, they had me in this article with people who had been um, making bombs and like skulls and and crossbones with uh, um, you know Nazi hats on, and it was just like even fuck off. You know, I I what I done was. I, I said to my subscribers, I want to interview teenagers, sixteen and above. I'm going to call it talking with teens. Anyone wants to come on, let me know. And I've done 13 of these things. And they're all very different. One had Asperger's. One had a disabled mother, father, and sister. A few were at university. That's all it was. Hope Not Hate got hold of it and said, Dangerfield, who was grooming teenage Nazis from his base in Cambodia, Oh, I'm one of those Nazis with a Cambodian fiance who was with a black girl for 11 years a few years ago. It's just absurd. So 
I I don't want all my old stuff out there anymore. You know, even my YouTube channel now, I delete most of my streams. I, you know, I'll only have about 20 up live. And then when I've recorded another 20, I'll get shot of them. I think the climate's changed so much, it's just too dangerous. And, and I, I, my old videos were getting about 50 views a week. And for how vulnerable that makes me, I, it wasn't I, worth it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I had gone dormant for a couple of years. I came back, went dormant for another year, came back. I kind of did that. And throughout that, um, I made over, I have over 300 YouTube videos and 99% of them are all privated and people will ask, Hey, why did you do well, that video? I get that. Most of my comments are about yeah. previous videos that don't exist anymore. Um, Be careful and about private. Mine was the though, same. Yeah. Oh, YouTube yeah, yeah, yeah. can still sure punish you for private. They oh, need yeah. No, to be I've gotten deleted. copyright strikes for things that were years old that yeah. hadn't been yeah. public in forever because somebody bought yeah. the rights to a song I used. And at yeah. the time it was free and now it's purchased. So, um, but yeah. It's, it's really dangerous. The statement you made about uh, you had so little uh, positive things from that, only 50 people saw the video, yet your enemies can use it uh, against yeah. you, I think is a very, that's a very wise statement to make. Well, look, look at look at Twitch. Twitch, you don't have an archive. They they just go. D Live, you don't have an archive. They just go. The 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 newer streaming platforms, they know that people don't. You know, it's a, YouTube's been a bait and switch. Hey, have all your videos in an archive, and and now it's like, hey, have have hundreds of hours of evidence that they can pull up in court yeah, even when you were making ban a, you for a video that you made four fucking years ago right yeah, it's been uh, yeah. I mean, when, when you're time, 14 yeah. hours into a live stream and you're tired of yeah. shit you make one yeah. wrong comment they do that all the time where they take one comment that was out of context a joke that that's didn't it. land correctly and now you're like grooming teenage girls that's it that's it Exactly, exactly yeah. that. They accused me of grooming teenage Nazis. That's fucked up. That's so weird. And okay. I and I just thought, right, what do I do? Anyway, we're we're going to carry on talking, so we'll we'll do this yeah, another so time anyway, or something. Yeah. So anyway, the um, Dangerfield's YouTube channel is there for for people, and you can find whatever else through his YouTube. You're right, the Telegram, the Patreon, all that. Buy his book. Just, just go yeah. to his YouTube, and you'll you'll. Yeah. Get whatever else I, I, I stream I stream twice a day I stream between about 8 and 8.30 in the morning UK time uh, for about an hour and a half and I stream about it's either 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon again for about an hour and a half so twice a day lovely community good fun Very low. we done a yoga stream the other day it's, it's a good stream come and have a look if you don't like yoga. it you can fox to Oscar, but Chris you might like very it. Flexible. So you know, I saw, I saw one of his. Uh, <laughs> no, he can like, like bend uh, in, in ways that I. Okay, I, uh, I will join your yoga. When you've stream. got a twenty-three-year-old girlfriend, my boy, you have to do these. <laughs> okay, things. that's it, folks. <laughs> like, okay, uh, thank I, you I, I, for we're, joining. We're gonna have to stream. have you on again sometime, Chris. Yes, you're uh, very again, entertaining. Like I said too, I got a strike a few days ago, so we've been streaming this on the my backup YouTube channel. Unfortunately, um, 
So we'll we'll have to have you on sometime when we can go on the main channel and get that extra like thousand views or whatever. But it is a pleasure. Uh, it, and, thank you very much for asking. It's been a real pleasure. Yeah, it's fun. All right, everybody, thanks for watching, and we will catch you guys all on the flip side. Peace out. Chris, stick around. Chris.